Hey, it's Jason. Before we get into this podcast episode, quick question for you. And that is, would a private voiceover community help you? Basically, uh, think of it like a place, like an online community to meet, ask questions, encourage others, and get audition feedback so that you can grow as a voiceover actor and grow your business. Is that something that you would be interested in? I've had some students ask me about it, so I just wanted to kind of put a feeler out there and just see uh, if there's any interest in a voiceover community. If you want to see more details about it and give your input, you can do that at voiceacting101.com slash group. There's a form there. You just fill it out. That's got some questions on it, and that'll kind of give me some uh, feedback on whether or not you're interested in it. It's up in the air right now. I'm not sure which way it's going to go, but it is something that has been brought up a few times. So I just wanted to put it out there and see uh, if there was anyone else interested in it. Again, it's voiceacting101.com slash group. I'd love to get your input on it. All right, that's it. Now on to the podcast. Well, it's a new year, and with that usually comes some change. And one big change that happened a few weeks ago for me was that I sold two apps that I created. If you've ever heard me mention Spitfire CRM and Find Leads Fast, these are two apps I created years ago with the hope of uh, saving myself time and also creating something to help other voice actors. So why, after years of hard work, did I decide to sell them? Stick with me. It's a little off topic from the normal podcast, but I felt it's important to share my experience and explain why. So it's all coming up on this episode. Welcome back to the Voice Acting 101 podcast. This is episode number 39, and this one is going to be a little bit different than normal. In this episode of the podcast, I want to talk about my experience and the process of creating the apps, improving them over time and then eventually selling them. So I'm not going to be answering a specific voiceover question today, but instead I just wanted to share my creative journey with you and uh, kind of the realization that I came to of what I needed to do for myself and for my voiceover business. So before we get into it, I want to remind you one of the questions I get most often is how do I get started in voiceover or what's the next step? So I put together a free guide. It's called The Five Steps to Voiceover Success. You can download the guide. It's at voiceacting101.com slash get started. I encourage you to get it. It's going to lay out a roadmap and it's going to walk you through each step it takes to have a successful voiceover career. It's the same exact steps that I took back in the day. It's what I do now. So if that is of interest to you, you can go get that at voiceacting101.com slash get started. All right. So today I wanted to share an experience with you that I had, even though it's not directly related to voiceover. I hope it's going to be valuable to you because we probably aren't that different. My guess is that we probably both get a lot of satisfaction from creating. That's why we're in voiceover. So uh, in voiceover, you know, that means creating a voice or a character or an emotion. I love all that, but I also enjoy planning things and building things and fixing things. Uh, That could be a woodworking project. It could be a website. It could be a business. So a few years ago, I had a couple of ideas for tools that would make running my voiceover business easier. So I had them built uh, and then I managed them for a few years and now I just recently sold them both. The two tools are Spitfire CRM and Find Leads Fast. Uh, Both of them are web apps, which means you go to a website, you log in and uh, you can use the app from a web browser. I'm going to leave links to them below if you want to check them out if you've never seen or heard of them before. Uh, So where did the ideas come from? So I've been working in voiceover for over 20 years And because voiceover is getting paid for your voice, it's not something that someone else can do. I've learned to make the business run as efficiently as possible, uh, which means that you need to use your time wisely. And one of those areas where I was spending a lot of time and I thought there had to be a way to save time 
was in the billing and the client communication areas. Basically, when a voiceover is done, the process of uh, invoicing the client and then checking on that invoice later to make sure it doesn't fall through the cracks, you know, making sure that you get paid, uh, and then sending a receipt when they do pay. These steps, they're pretty simple, but each one takes time, and I knew that it was one area where I could save time. Uh, Way back in the day when I first started in voiceover, I just had a Word template, like one template saved, and I would update the invoice number and the date and who the invoice was for and all the details each and every time. And for the most part, that worked really well. Maybe you've done that in the past, or maybe you do it now. Um, Like I said, it worked really well, but if I missed a detail, that would be a little embarrassing when I would send it to the client that had another client's name on it, uh, for example. So eventually, you're going to get to the point where you realize how much time you're spending doing it this way. So what I did was I looked for a solution. I was just looking for some type of invoicing software. And I did find some, and I used them for years, but there were always some things that I just didn't like about them. And then I also knew that I needed a better way to keep track of my clients. So if you've ever heard of a CRM, that's what it does. It helps you manage relationships with customers. Uh, In other words, it, it just keeps track of who's who, uh, and your communication history with that person. Because if you're dealing with a lot of clients, it's easy to get clients mixed up or to uh, let a client slip through the cracks on your end. So a CRM helps you uh, so that that doesn't happen. And that's important when it comes to running a business. So again, I found a few options uh, for CRMs, but they were way more complicated than what I needed. Uh, and I tried to make it work with what was out there. But you know, one problem I kept having was that when I would do work for someone, I had to add the client details to the invoicing app in order to send them an invoice. And then I had to add those same details to the other app, the CRM, uh, to keep track of the client details there. So I was just bouncing back and forth between the apps. And that really was taking up a lot of time for me. And uh, I wanted to save time. And that seems to be a theme with me. I've kind of always looked for ways to save time. Uh, And that's when I had the idea that there should be a simple app that was a CRM that kept track of all the client info, and it also sent invoices. So it was like all in one. And then if it could handle like the bookkeeping stuff and automated late payment reminders, and if it sent receipts automatically, that would save me even more time. And all these aspects are important to our business. But like I've said before, the most important thing you and I should be doing is recording voiceover. It's the one thing we can't automate and we can't outsource it, that's something that we have to do. So I looked for something that did all this uh, so that I could save that time, but I just couldn't find it out there. And I had experience hiring assistants and web developers for projects in the past, and I've enjoyed the process of like having an idea and conveying that idea to someone else. So that's what I did. I hired an app development team. I went through Upwork to do the hiring, and I got them to build out the idea, and that became Spitfire CRM. So it took a few months and thousands of dollars, uh, but the first version of Spitfire went live back in 2017. And it was built out in a way that others could use it, but I remember thinking that, you know, even if I'm the only person who ever uses this, it's still going to be worth the time that it saves me. Uh, Thankfully, word spread, other users joined, and it wasn't just me using it. Uh, And going into it, I didn't realize just how valuable all the user feedback would be. So as the app was used... Users would use it, they would send in suggestions and improvements, and all that feedback helped shape the app into something much more useful than I ever would have thought of on my own. So that uh, user experience was uh, super valuable for the app and for me. And then over the years, with that feedback that kept coming in, it got better and better. 
Uh, last year, we did a complete redesign. We put some buttons in better spots and tried to make it look nicer on mobile devices. Uh, so that's kind of the background on how Spitfire came to be. And for Find Leads Fast, the other app, I won't take time to go into exactly what it does. But again, it was based on saving time when you're looking for businesses that need your service. I noticed it was a slow process, a lot of uh, wasted time in the process, and so I just wanted a tool that would make it faster. So that's how the two apps came to be. Then, if you fast forward to a few months ago, everything was good, everything was running smoothly, uh, the user base was growing, suggestions continued coming in that were making the app better and better, but I noticed that I myself was getting bogged down uh, helping with customer support and creating help documents and videos. And I was going back and forth with the development team and I was testing features and it was just taking more and more of my time. So I kind of came to the realization that something I created to save me time was now taking my time. And I could have hired someone to oversee it and take myself out of the picture, but just the thought of having to take the time to train someone, uh, that's not an easy process to do. It, it takes a lot of time to do it and that was a little overwhelming for me. Uh, and also I started to realize that the apps would never be done. So it's not like a normal project uh, where you start and then you finish it and then you're kind of done with it. It doesn't work that way with an app. An app takes maintenance and ongoing testing and changes and you're dealing with third-party software. And when they make a change, that affects how it works with your app. Uh, you know, it can always be better. There's always something to improve. And so I realized that I would never get that feeling of being done. Now, don't get me wrong, I loved what it had become, and I loved talking with and helping the users and, you know, getting on calls and uh, just meeting people. I really enjoyed that, but I, I was having less and less time, and I was just feeling like I was being pulled in too many directions, uh, plus, you know, like I said, knowing that there was no end in sight, it would only get worse uh, with time, time-wise. It's only going to continue to take up time, so I wasn't as excited about it as I once was when I started. So after uh, giving it a lot of thought, I decided that there was probably someone else who would be better suited to take over. So I decided to see if someone would want to buy me out. So I found a site called acquire.com. It's where you can buy and sell startup companies. So I put the apps on the site. Uh, there was a lot of interest from the first day. You get a lot of interest uh, from people that you know want to learn more about it. Then on day two, someone sent a letter of intent, which just means that they're very serious about buying the app. Uh, so we had a couple conversations. I wanted to learn about them. They wanted to learn about me and the app, and we settled on a purchase price. And I wasn't just going to give it over to anyone uh, who was willing to pay for it. I, I wanted to look for someone who would be customer-focused because I wanted the current users to be uh, well taken care of. I also wanted the person to have the time and the dedication to take the apps to the next level. And uh, thankfully, the person who bought them happens to be a developer, so they're going to have uh, a lot of experience developing and making changes to it. Uh, where I didn't have that experience. I, I'm not a developer, so I can't do those changes myself. Uh, they also have a great track record with other apps that they've worked on. So they have the experience and the background uh, to take the apps to the next level. So after a few days of reviewing the apps uh, together, they explain their vision for the apps going forward. And uh, I'll just say what they have planned is really exciting. It's more, again, more than I ever would have thought of. Uh, so I'm excited to see where the apps go. It took about a month to transfer ownership. Now it's done. Uh, and I just want to say, you know, if you've used Spitfire or Find Leads Fast, I want to thank you. If you've sent in a suggestion or if we emailed back and forth or we hopped on a Zoom call, 
I just want to thank you for being part of this with me. I'm grateful that you were involved. It wasn't an easy decision to make by any means, but I think it is for the best. And uh, both apps are going to move forward. They're going to become even better without me. And I'm going to have more time to focus on voiceover and other opportunities and ideas that come my way. I already have a few, some of them related to voiceover, some of them not related to voiceover. Uh, So we'll see where it goes. So to wrap this up, like I said, thank you if you were involved with Spitfire or Find Leads Fast. If you uh, ever gave a suggestion for it or if you did a trial even, uh, thank you for um, checking it out. Thank you for being part of it. I learned a lot during this, uh, but one takeaway that brings this all back to voiceover I wanted to share with you is just to uh, take a chance. If you have an idea, doesn't have to be an app. Maybe it's starting out in voiceover or maybe it's just trying something different. I encourage you to pursue it. The easiest way i found is to break it down into steps and just see where it goes. It doesn't need to be perfect. That's something I struggle with. I feel like everything has to be perfect, but uh, hopefully you can learn from that and realize that it doesn't need to be perfect when you first start, even if it's voiceover. You don't have to be perfect uh, when you're just getting started in voiceover. It, you know, Like I've said before, it takes practice and uh, you will continue to grow. And that's like anything. Anything you start, you're not going to be that good at it when you first start, but you will get better. And I've noticed that, you know, once you see an idea through, it opens up room for better ideas to come. So just see what happens. All right, that's it. If you have any questions about this experience, you can feel free to reach out, leave a comment. I'd love to know if this helped you. Don't forget, if you have a voiceover question, you can send it in at voiceacting101.com ask. I know there are some in the queue now. Hopefully I'll have more time to answer them. All right, that's it for this episode. I'll talk with you next time. Have a great week.